That's the Pratt & Whitney PT6 winding up. It's a jet engine driving a propeller. Beautiful noise. What a treat today, the ultimate way to see Loch Lomond. This is the Love Loch Lomond podcast, your guide to all that's good and beautiful Loch Lomond. I'm on board the Loch Lomond seaplane, and the voice that you can hear is Captain David West. He sat next to me, he's flying, we're just about to leave the mooring at Cameron House. We're going to taxi across the water and take off. This is episode five, the last in the current series of podcasts, and it's packed full of adventure. Coming up. Formed during the last ice age, Loch Lomond is the largest expanse of fresh water in Great Britain. The T-Rex is, um, is huge. Look at him. Yeah, you don't want to get hit in his way. And he's up. He's doing well. He's doing well. This is a good run. This is a really good run. Oh, yes, yes. Well done, Colin. Oh, that was really, really good. This is the Love Loch Lomond podcast with Paul Saunders. That's us. We're clear to go. We're untied, just leaving the jetty making our way out into the middle of the lock and uh, getting ready for our takeoff. That's the nose of the aircraft coming up now. Increasing the power, speed's building up. Pushing the nose forward and there we are, a 55 mile an hour speedboat. seconds and there we are just lifting off beautiful morning and as we approach the island of Inchmur and the biggest island on Loch Lomond indeed the biggest island on any lake in the UK we can see the Highland Boundary Fall stretching before us Highland Boundary Fall runs uh, from the island of Arran through to just south of Aberdeen on the east coast of Scotland and you can see it going through the islands of Inchmurran and Creinch and uh, right through Conic Hill on the east bank of Loch Lomond up towards Creef and then Aberdeen. We're in the lowlands at the moment. The rocks here 300 million years old. Now we're just going to turn to the left. In a few seconds we'll be in the highlands where the rocks are 1 billion years old. And this area here was connected to North America some 177 million years ago. We've got some mist over there, doesn't it look beautiful? Yeah, very atmospheric today, a very moody Scotland with the showers going through. But you know, this is my favourite weather. I actually prefer this to blue skies. It's, uh, it's got more character and of course, you've got to remember about rain and wind in Scotland. That's what painted the landscape, that was, that's what makes Scotland so beautiful. And we've got Ben Lohman looking as stunning as ever. Well, it's amazing. Uh, you see the showers just going past and then sitting there with sun on the top is Ben Lohman at some 3,000 feet high. And it helps to add to the scale when you see the, just the tiny little dots which are the boats in the water. Yes, uh, we often point out that the white dots on the hillsides are sheep and uh, exactly that. It's quite impressive. The scale is massive. And as we make our way up to the Arica Alps near Tarbert, uh, you'll see that scale once again with the different mountains spreading uh, across to the north and uh, back down to the southwest. Just coming into land now, uh, we're heading up to the beautiful little bed and breakfast there at Kulag where we keep the aircraft. 
Uh, we're just one mile to the north of Luss, slowing the aircraft down now. Looking at the water, it can tell us the wind direction and the wind speed. And at the moment, it looks as though it's northerly about five knots. So, no boats in the way, quite quiet up here. Most of the boats on Loch Lomond stay to the, on the southern uh, area. Uh, just turning to line up with the loch now. We're on about uh, 50 feet above the water. And we're all ready for touchdown. Waves a little bit bigger than our departure point. So we'll certainly get that feel of a cobbled street. So seconds away from touchdown. There we are. Yeah, very much a cobbled street today. I've seen the seaplane land many times. And it's, it always looks graceful when it lands. Oh, it is. It's uh, it's a wonderful way to get around. It's freedom. It's, it goes back to the halcyon days of travel, really. Back to the flying boats going in to places like Shannon, where Irish coffee was invented. But even here in Loch Lomond, uh, the part of the water we've just landed uh, on, there was a world speed record uh, on this part of Loch. I think it was 1932. So. Uh, that was the water world speed record. Um, but also, uh, nearby Helmsborough was, uh, in the 1940s, um, the experimental flying boat base for the UK. And uh, many, many flying boats came here to Loch Lomond to do tests, like Sunderland flying boats. Sunderland flying boats themselves, uh, some 270 or so, almost half of the number, were built at Dumbarton, just, what, six miles to the south here. So a rich, um, history of flying boats here um, and you can see why and you've got the water to yourself that's right uh, lovely thing people think oh what about a boat running in front of you a jet ski or something but as you can see we've got a wonderful plan view we can see where everything is uh, and we just pick a, a bit of water nobody else can use when we're going to be there David thank you so much what an experience I absolutely loved it and when we were up in the air I saw one of Sweeney's boat trips leaving from Balak. This year, they've introduced a new audio guide voiced by TV presenter Neil Oliver. Here's a little taste of his commentary. Welcome to Loch Lomond, known as the Queen of Scottish Lochs. It's 23 miles long, 5 miles wide, and at its deepest point at the northern end, the loch is 636 feet deep, making it the third deepest in Scotland. Formed during the last ice age, Loch Lomond is the largest expanse of fresh water in Great Britain with an area of 27 and a half square miles. In 1999, the loch and surrounding area became Scotland's first national park. The River Leven, which we are now leaving, is the loch's only outlet. It flows into the River Clyde at Dumbarton, and from there, into the Atlantic Ocean. A clip from Neil Oliver's commentary for Sweeney's Cruises. For Loch Lomond, Strathendrick, Western Bartonshire, and the Clyde Sea Lochs. This is the Love Loch Lomond podcast. I'm in Clyde Bank now at the World of Golf. It's the largest driving range in Scotland with 72 bays over two tiers. But the noise that you can hear in the background comes from one of its other attractions, Jurassic Par, an adventure golf course with dinosaurs. Dinosaurs? How did dinosaurs come to be in Clyde Bank? Well, Yvonne from Jurassic Par has joined me 
and she takes up the story. This used to be a Scottish mining village and many years ago when they were panning for precious gemstones they came across a small clutch of white eggs. Not knowing what these eggs were, decided that they would call in some um, experts. And um, the experts came along and couldn't believe it when they said that it was dinosaur eggs. And, and that's amazing considering they hadn't seen dinosaurs here for the last 65 million years. Much to the horror of the townspeople, they thought, well, what do we do? Um, so they thought about it and had several meetings and decided that they had to uh, get the military involved and to help them protect themselves against these dinosaurs. So they um, cordoned off the area and um, built a compound and the next thing was that they had to relocate because the, these dinosaurs were becoming a bit of a nuisance to say the least. Well, when the townspeople left and the military were here, something happened. The military are no more. The dinosaurs are still here and my goodness me, are they hungry. They sound like they're hungry. Yeah, they do, don't they? Haven't been fed today, I don't think. So we've got dinosaurs that are moving, that are making lots of noise, a little bit scary. Oh, mm, not if you don't touch them. The, um, the <laughs> T-Rex is, um, is huge. Look at him, his teeth opening and closing his jaw, swinging his tail, and I think he's about 12 metres long from nose to, to tail. So, yeah, you don't want to get him this way. Something that's millions of years old, a dinosaur, compares quite differently to something that I'm seeing people use now, which is an iPhone. Why are they using iPhones? Oh, we have um, an app here for Jurassic Park, which um, does lots of things. It um, allows you to input your score as you play around these 18 holes of Adventure Golf. They allow you to post your scores onto the games board or onto Facebook. Uh, you can check out what your friends are doing, you can invite people to come and join you um, and there's lots of interesting information. You can play a quiz, a dino hunt, you can take pictures of the dinosaurs eating you or your best friend or um, even take a picture with Professor T who's our mascot here at Jurassic Park. And I think you've just made miniature golf, crazy golf even more competitive. Oh, absolutely, and I think the adults are more competitive than the, um, <laughs> than the children, but it really is. It's a, it's a game for everyone and one that engages people in the sport of golf. We, we have seen this as really being an excellent stepping stone of people wanting to take up the game. This is the Love Lock Woman podcast. I've come now to the Roseneath Peninsula to Knockdurry House. It's a stunning hotel owned and run by Murdo and Beth McLeod. Murdo, you've got such a beautiful position here on the waterside. Tell me more about Knock Derry's location. It lies on Loch Long, um, not quite the same as Loch Long, different habitats. It's maritime, bird life and wildlife generally are somewhat different to uh, Loch Lomond, uh, and yet there's only a few miles between us. The house itself is relatively modern. It's uh, parts of the late 1700s, most of it Victorian and some of it uh, late Victorian, and built for the one of the wealthy merchants of Glasgow in that day and age in the mid-1850s, uh, when so many big country houses in Scotland were built as lodges. We're in a magnificent room, lots of panelled walls, some beautiful stained glass windows, and a roaring fire. It's very welcoming. And Beth, you're very passionate about this area and all that there is to see here. 
yeah, the, the peninsula is fairly unknown, I think, to the, the wider tourist community. So we actually spent quite a lot of time saying to people what there is to do. In fact, this morning I spent uh, quite a lot of time explaining to a chap from France about what he could do if he didn't have a car with him. The West Highland line is just up the road and it's a wonderful, wonderful train journey, probably voted one of the best in the in the world. But you've got Helensborough and all that it has to, to offer, like the Hill House there. The local peninsula itself has a wonderful old Edwardian garden, Lynn Gardens, walking distance from the hotel, and you really won't see anything very much like it. It's been maintained by a family for years, and it's it's privately owned and run, um, and we recommend people to go and have a little look at that as well. The Waverley comes into Kilcreggan, literally just two or three minutes down and I think that's one of the most fantastic experiences to watch the Waverley coming in. I remember one very early morning watching the Waverley leaving the pier as a nuclear submarine went up the up uh, the River Clyde and there was um, canoeists out at the same time on the water and they were all within the same panorama on, on, on the loch. Just an, an amazing thing. So to come and be able to get a trip on the Waverley is a special thing to do. So there's loads of things to be doing. What to see and do, where to stay, lovelochloman.com. Somewhere that I've been to many times on this series of podcasts is Loch Lomond Shores and I'm back again to visit the iconic Maze of the Loch steamship. It's now static here but could one day once again cut through the lock. Bob Doby is its technical director and he took me for a walk around on board and shared some of its history. The ship was uh, built in the yard and then disassembled, brought up here by rail and assembled over on the slipway there uh, and uh, launched in 1953. And how long was it in the water? Uh, she ran until 1981. I, do you know, I was looking last night on YouTube and I found a picture of it uh, cutting through the lock. Somebody had filmed it back in Raudenen in 1979. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, it was very popular. It ran consistently for all those years. And now it's really become a part of where we are now at Loch Lomond Shores, really, isn't it? Because when you're standing just over there looking out and you get the view of the loch and you get oh, yes, the view of Ben Lomond in the distance, it looks just right on the skyline, doesn't it? It does. And a lot of uh, the media and, and uh, people like that take photographs and film from over there pointing this way. So we tend to be in the background. So uh, we've got to try and keep the ship in a reasonable state to uh, make it look kind of good. I know there's a big team of volunteers, isn't there, that, that are lovingly working on the Maid of the Lock? Yeah, we've got a fair number of uh, volunteers that come. And, what, and what's the project? What, what are you aiming to do? Well, the ship's at the stage now where we're really maintaining it. We're, we're not actually um, changing very much of it. It's a case of bringing it more up to date. And I can see the work that you've done here as we're, as we're walking around, but it's a big job, isn't it? And and it's really good that you are doing this, because if you weren't, I mean, this could just be just be going to rust, really. Well, yes. Well, she was resurrected in, the, in the 1995, but um, she's been re-pumped and re-decked and uh, had a lot of money spent on her since 19... 19- 93 when when they first made uh, arrangements to to take it over we've probably had about 1.7 million spent on it uh the plan is to go out to public appeal this year um we're looking for 3.6 million that's what it'll take to actually get the ship sailing lovelocklomond.com from a static boat to a fast moving one one towing someone in the water weight boarding 
Gauzy, one of the owners of Loch Lomond Wakeboard, has invited me to watch him in training. Colin, who is with me as we head out to Rowden and across the lock. Colin, are you excited? I'm looking forward to it, actually. It's a nice day. So you've done this before, haven't you? Once, very shortly, yeah. Good. Well, we're your kind of audience today. We're your spectators because you're just about to go out and do this. So I'm looking forward to seeing you in action. Absolutely. You know, I'm pretty good at the face plant, I think <laughs> it's called, you know. But yeah, it's going to be good fun, you know. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful place to do it, you know. Oh, it's stunning, isn't it? Here we are, we're coming to a stop. Okay, Colin's getting up, he's on the edge of the boat. He's putting his feet into the special boots attached to the boards. And he's getting himself ready, getting himself into the water. There's the wire that's running from the back of the boat where I am to the weight boards and uh, Gordy's joined me here to give him some instructions. So you, stay, so you stay in the crouched position yeah. with your arms straight and your knees bent until the boat pulls you forward onto your feet. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so just relax. Yeah, yeah. We'll take up the tension and uh, follow me. And here we go. And he's off. He's got a good start. He's, he's, he's up. Oh, he's doing well. He's doing really, really well here. Oh, he's falling in. Well, when, when you're in the crouched position, okay, you're, you're quite balanced, okay? So when you stand up, if you make every movement very slowly, yeah, so if you just slowly stand up, keeping your hips forward and your chest up, that's quite a strong position now. As soon as I start pulling the boat around, the react, you're going to have to react a lot faster to any changes, so if you make all the changes you make, very slow, you're not going to have to make any sharp movements, okay? You're doing really well, so just relax and let it happen. And he's up, he's doing well, he's doing well, this is a good run, this is a really good run. Oh yes, yes, well done Colin. Oh, that was really, really good. That oh, was great. Cheers. Yeah, you did really well. Thanks a lot. You know, I did better than expected, you know, just can, compared to my last time where I maybe got out of the water three or four times, you know, like that time I was kind of getting out of the water most times, you know, and even did 10 seconds or something on one of them. Well, you, know? could see, you could see that you were following the advice that you were getting as oh, well. Aye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the tuition makes all the difference, you know. And yeah. Like, it's really helpful, you know, because there's just little things that you can tweak that if you get a bit of direction, you know, you can actually stay up a lot longer, you know. And how are you feeling now? You Is your body exhausted? I feel fine, actually. I feel quite adrenalised, you know, quite yeah, excited, yeah. you know, so <laughs> I feel really good, you know. Well, well done. Thanks a lot. Brilliant fun. Loch Lomond Wakeboard in Rowardenon. On my route back along that winding road along the east side of the loch, I had to stop at my favourite place in the area. Middle Rocky Bay. That's where I am now for the last moments of the podcast. I'm at the car park and I've just come down to the water's edge now. Uh, just as I turn and look back to the car park, I can see a rather nice National Park Information Centre. There's some helpful rangers in there. And as I look out across the lock, I can see the islands. And if I turn to my right here, I can see Ben Lomond. And there's a tree. It's quite a famous tree because it's appears in so many photographs in this area. In fact, there's somebody just photographing it right now. There's also a slipway just by the side of me here where boats are being launched into the water. It is beautiful and unspoilt and a perfect place 
to reflect on our adventures and discoveries in this series. Firstly, I'm pleased that at every opportunity I got onto the lock, which is where I saw a magnificent osprey on a cruise Loch Lomond boat trip. Quite a sight, particularly when you see them taking fish from the lock. I also saw one for just a few seconds at the David Marshall Lodge, up close on a video monitor. Yeah, she's gone. She's off. She's, she's sick of waiting for her husband for a breakfast. I touched history, literally. Well, this is a, a flint arrowhead, shaped painstakingly by somebody over 4,000 years ago. And stood in between the lowlands and the highlands of Scotland. We're actually standing on the Highland Boundary Fault. I was never short of things to do, from abseiling through the trees at Go Ape. It's round about uh, between 18 and 20 miles an hour in the middle, and you'll start to slow down to more of a 15 to 12 miles an hour at the far side. To exploring the islands on the loch. We're going to Inchcalliac Island, where there's a nice nature trail, viewpoints, picnic area and a lot more to see. To standing very high on the top of a crane. Well, what you definitely don't want to do is look down because if you take another two or three steps in front of you, the floor is made up of a metal mesh so you can see right down 150 foot below you. I visited Dunbartonshire, the Clyde Sea Locks, the Trossachs, and of course, I've never been too far away from the beauty of Loch Lomond itself. And wherever I've gone, I've met people from all over the world enjoying the incredible scenery. Yes, it's beautiful. It, it's just as pretty as as the coast, I'd say. Yeah, it is, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful and it's so close. I always read in the book that it was lovely, but yeah, being here is great. There is so much to love about Loch Lomond. I'm Paul Saunders and this is my home. It's where I work and it's been a privilege to make these podcasts. Thank you to all the Love Loch Lomond members and the management team who have helped to make it happen. Remember, you can interact with us online at lovelochloman.com and on Facebook and on Twitter. Thank you for listening and come and join us again soon in beautiful Loch Lomond. This podcast was produced for Love Loch Lomond by Paul Saunders Media. For more information, go to lovelocklomond.com.